0: This week on Geek Explained, part three of Saturday Morning September features a new era for Batman the animated series. I'm joined by returning guest Matt Draper to discuss season three, aka the new Batman adventures. Welcome back to Geek Explained. I'm your host Eric Azana and this episode is part 3 of Saturday Morning September. We are devoting the entire month to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series and this week we are talking about season 3 aka The New Batman Adventures with returning guest. I feel like he's at this point a ret- recurring role on this podcast. It's Matt Draper. I'm very excited to share the conversation we had. Uh, We both have a deep-seated love for these characters, for this show, and specifically for this season. So uh, we had a ton of fun reminiscing, talking about our favorite episodes, and just kind of going over the season as a whole. We also have, of course, this week's Comics Countdown, where I'll chat you up about all the comics you should be checking out this week. So make sure you stay tuned after the jump for that But for now, let's roll right on into the main event, the main course, the entree, if you will, as I'm joined by Matt Draper to discuss the new Batman Adventures. 1997, Batman the Animated Series changed. Welcome to part three of what I'm calling Saturday Morning September. As I go through all four parts, technically, we're talking about three seasons and some films of Batman the Animated Series because we are celebrating 30 years of batman the animated series and for part three aka the new batman adventures i am joined by frequent collaborator and he's the one the only the best video machine it's matt draper top guys in <laughs> <laughs> Matt, welcome back to the podcast. Always good to see you, man.
1: Uh good to see you too. Thank you for having me on talking about Batman. Who doesn't like Batman? Especially... Who doesn't like
0: Batman? This is the best Batman. It's really is the best Batman, just in general. Like people do this whole thing where it's like, oh, is your Batman Keaton or is it Bale? And it's like, ah, oh, it's Conroy. Dude. Conroy. You Who's doing? your favorite
1: joker? It's Hamill. It's Hamel Like. Who's your favorite I, I, Alfred Zimbalist Jr.
0: Easily, like yeah. Who's your favorite Robin? It's Lester. Like there you go. Come on, but yeah. So we are talking uh, Batman the Animated Series. Well, actually, again, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon Joseph Gordon-Levitt on that yeah. last one. You're absolutely right. You are <laughs> absolutely right. I like that name. Robin. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Robin. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. this doesn't feel forced at all. You know what? In 2012, I didn't give a shit. I was like, hell yeah, Robin. All right. I was like, huh, uh, wait, what? <laughs> 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 like whole... I,
1: I, I wish I, someone was recording my face Is every single emotion on the spectrum came over it.
0: <laughs> As someone who also doesn't go by his first name, I got it. I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm first time it. I found that mm-hmm. out
1: about you, I was shocked, horrified, terrified. It's like the ground giving out crying throwing, throwing up, up. Okay. yeah, yeah.
0: I, I hear that a lot i hear that a lot apparently it's a it's a well-kept secret much like uh-huh. the uh the resurrection protocols for <laughs> mutants specifically what? okay mutants. i was thinking the clean right. slate think the clean slate protocols from uh dark Knight rises oh you're thinking something very different that, now you've got me thinking about the nightfall protocols for markham knight
1: oh yeah we're we're <laughs> Bruce is like secrets out. Fuck it. Time to die. (laughs) Blow everything
0: up. People will tell you
1: that he didn't actually die. And I say they didn't make another game. So he's dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I still don't understand. Like, I'm really actually excited. I don't all of the nonsense beyond it. Like, I'm actually really hyped for Gotham Knights. But what a what a confusing thing to do.
1: Be like, (laughs) all right,
0: Batman just died. We have this extended universe. It's not in the Arkham universe. And they're just going to keep pushing
1: back uh, the Suicide Squad game. Yep. Which hurts me every single time because Uh I want
0: to play as Captain Boomerang. It's what I was put Mm -hmm. on this earth to do. There's dozens of you. Dozens. Only dozens. (laughs) Out of all of us, there's only dozens that are going to play as Captain Boomerang. And that (laughs) makes it very easy for me to pick off the rest of them. (laughs) so back to uh the animated series we're talking season three this is our third part of the series and matt i want to ask you do you remember the first episode of this series that you watched super tough that's really really difficult to know because
1: I was, well, I was, I was watching it when it was originally airing yeah. and, um, I'd been watching and dating myself a little bit, aging myself here. <laughs> I'm starting to feel sort of like the guy at the end of, um, last crusade, you know, when it's all, all dry. Um, yeah. And, um, uh, watching that. So it was like, you know, I was watching Batman the animated series, you know, really, really young, um, enjoying that. Then Superman, and not really knowing that like Batman had ever actually stopped production because they kept airing mm-hmm. it, you know, there's the gap, Absolutely. but they kept airing it, you know? And, and so I didn't know. I was just like, sometimes I would see a new episode that I, I hadn't seen before. And sometimes it was like, Oh yeah, I've seen this one 10 times. I didn't, yeah. I didn't give a shit. I love, I love it. <laughs> As a kid uh, that's so hard to keep track and, of. It's and like, then, oh, su- yeah. a And Sue so ran. And then there was this, the, the new Batman adventures. And, and I kind of, I knew that it was like new stuff. Cause obviously the art style was different back then. I, it wasn't like something that was huge on my mind, but Clearly yeah. was was obviously new, and uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. It must have been. I don't know. You know. I look looking at these episodes here. I guess the first one that aired was Holiday Nights, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: maybe that was it. I don't know. Do you do you remember your first one? I do. I do. My first episode was the uh, Robin's Reckoning two parter because I got to watch that on the Coolio. Uh, vHss that they released,
1: so I got <laughs> oh, to watch nice
0: the, the little themed ones. A buddy of mine actually found one at like a goodwill a few years back, and he sent it to okay. me for my birthday a few years back
1: well if we' if we're talking
0: if we're talking about
1: all of them, including the, the first yeah, few seasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of them like what's the first um, one
0: that you remember watching?
1: the first one that burned itself into my brain was mudslide, the Clayface sequel.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burned itself
1: into my brain because he sucked. If you remember, he sucks Batman into himself, and he's like slowly killing him inside. Yeah, and that freaked me out as a kid. Dude, so that that's really terrifying. like, there's a few, there's a few, um, and we'll touch on them. But all the Batman animated series, some Superman, Justice League, uh, Batman Beyond. There's occasionally an episode here or there that scarred me, um, <laughs> made me into the person that I am. I guess we're hey, not going to pretty- talk about Batman Beyond. So I'm just going to say ink. Ooh, um, yeah. like <laughs> me and my close group of friends, like, will reference ink every so often as things <laughs> that are are really fucked up, and um, ink is like the barometer. You know, yeah. is it more or less fucked up than ink in Batman Beyond that first episode where she shoves herself
0: down uh, Terry's throat? Oof. Yeah, yeah, it's still that's like that's a deep like when I was a kid like that in quicksand were like deep seated fears. <laughs>
1: Right. You never knew if they were just gonna be there. Turn a corner. Oh, yeah. it's quicksand. Oh,
0: it's ink. Yeah. The, it could be both. Inks, <laughs> ink's got range. Yeah, absolutely. But so for <laughs> so for season three, um, which is also Oh, but
1: Robin's Pre- reckoning, by the way. I'm sure you talked about another episode. Yes. We're definitely not recording this in advance. <laughs> we're um <definitely> not. <laughs> uh amazing episode. Amazing, yeah. amazing episode. One of my I favorites.
0: Lo- it's still my favorite. It's my favorite out of the entire series has been from the start. It's for me, it's a lot like like Doctor Who. It's like your first doctor is going to be your favorite doctor. And I'm going to go episode, ahead and disbelieve you on that one. Thanks. I've, got, I've yet to have my first doctor. <laughs> well, you know, you're getting around that age. You're going to have to start seeing a doctor pretty soon. So I have been. Actually... You'll get there. You'll yeah, get there. Okay. Uh-huh. It's, mm-hmm. I, I feel it. Time oh, marches yeah. on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Happy so, early birthday thanks man we are recording this far in advance um basically what happened with uh season three because you heard me right season three didn't air until 1997 so this was as a lot of people call it the new coat of paint for batman the animated series it premiered its first episode on september 13th of 1997 and was 24 episodes in all so it's the second longest of the three seasons by four episodes and the (laughs) season itself was really interesting because the the animated series the original run the first two seasons ended in really ended production in 19, uh, 1994. And two years later, they decided, okay, look, we're having a lot of success with Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons over here on Kids WB. I know, Fox, you got your thing, you're doing your whatever. We're going to move Batman the Animated Series, all the reruns and all that, over to Kids WB. Because we've got something else going on over there. Superman the Animated mm-hmm. Series. When- I- Gangbusters! Oh, I, I love, love Superman sometime. the animated series. It's so good. It's so good. Next year we're going to be doing September, So just, just be aware. It,
1: What an anniversary will that be? I will don't know. Be some sort of then
0: maybe. Well, we'll do that anyway. We'll I look mean, at it. We'll
1: look at it. It's just going to be mo- talk
0: about. It's just going to be a month of me and Matt going episode by episode every single mm. day for oh, the yeah. entire month. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Superman was doing Gangbusters for Kids WB so they're like we're going to move this over. And then as they start to as they started to see how successful it was, how much, how many people were watching it, they're like, "Oh man, we got to do more. We got to do more Batman." So they enlisted the original team, brought them all back, because most of them were working on Superman. And they said, let's do one more season, 24 episodes, and we are going to shift it a little bit. Uh, Bruce Tim has said rec- or in interviews that there were definite changes to how they approached the series with Kids WB versus with Fox, uh, specifically with censorship yeah that was was really much more wax Mm -hmm.
1: he said they would get like four pages of notes of censorship from fox and then they'd get two paragraphs from kids wb
0: they're just like you know what kids go wild have fun just don't say fuck i guess
1: i suppose so i mean you can tell there's some stuff in in new batman adventures like i would say overall it's maybe a little bit lighter and zippier poppier of a of Mm -hmm. a series but then it'll just like shift into a different gear and like gut punch you yeah and what well, makes me think of you remember but, that episode of superman the animated series where it's like they um it's like people think clark kent's been killed the the yes, car blows up so he has to pretend best, to be dead wait mr kent yeah and then the, it's that episode where the guy is executed in the gas chamber he, at the very end right and his he last realizes. thought is like, he's superman and then they oh, they pull the handle
0: yeah yeah man that that ending that whole episode but that ending especially has stuck with me since i was yeah. a kid yeah. I was like, oh, God, this person died. <laughs> yeah. What's death? What, is, <laughs> what just happened there? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mom, Superman just showed me death and mortality. Can you explain yeah. this to me? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Kids <laughs> WB a little bit more lax in the censors, and they also wanted to kind of ape the formula of superman the animated series and that superman the animated series is really unique as a superman property because and i want to know what you think about this all the times that i've watched it superman is not the main character of Mm. superman the animated Mm -hmm. series it's his supporting cast he is basically the number two but it's usually focused on either the villain or it's focused on one of his supporting cast like jimmy or lois or anybody like that Mm -hmm. and sometimes it switches and it goes from a supporting character into a villain like and so they decided what we're going to do with new batman adventures is we're going to put less of a less of a direct focus on batman and more on the wider gotham itself the cops his bat family the villains Mm -hmm. and What what did you think of that? What do you think of that as like a concept? And do you think that is reflective of what the season is?
1: Well, I I think you're totally right. I think it's a super good point. Um, I hadn't thought about that much in the context of Superman, the animated series, but it's it's definitely true for new Batman adventures. And I like the variety of focus. I think it's really fun. And, you know, it allows for so much more of a variety of tone and structure. Um, They are... everything kind of shifts episode to episode. You I just think, I mean, one of the reasons why I love new Batman adventures so much is that you can tell Tim and Deanie Radomski and all the team are um, they're operating at a really high level. Like they have figured it out. They got a ton of experience. They're really just at the height of their game and they're executing super well. And you can just feel that. And so they have the confidence to experiment a lot. So there is yeah. experimental episodes in the rest of BTAZ And, and like there's, um, you know, um, something like, uh, oh, I'm a blank. I am I blank. Oh, one of my favorites is a showdown uh, oh, from yeah, Batman, yeah. Uh, new uh, Avengers Batman Robin, where it's Batman and Robin are just in the framing device. And it's a Jonah Hex story. Mm-hmm. It's like Jonah Hex meets uh, Will Great. Smith's Wild Wild West. Um, and I love it's I, I love that episode. It's one of my favorites. And there's yeah. barely any Batman in it. But I just love that experimentation. Um, you know, there's stuff like that that will happen off and on throughout that. But here they're just changing it up consistently. And there are episodes where Batman is the major focus. Um, For sure. But um, there's always a different supporting player. The Bat family is in it a lot more. Yeah. Like in the rest of the series, Robin will come in and out and Batgirl just has a few episodes um but in this Batgirl's, you know a a, a main player She's uh, always
0: yeah I think she's in the series more than Robin and Nightwing
1: she might be definitely more than Nightwing um sure. which is I mean we'll ashamed. talk about it and an, it's yeah. a, it's an interesting aspect of this season um Gordon's in a, in a, t- a ton He's in Mm -hmm. this one a ton. And I love, I mean, one of my favorite things generally about the whole of this series is the Gordon Batman relationship. And this one, it really gets to breathe. You get a lot of like downtime with them, discussions between them. I mean, a classic moment. And I think this was in the comic before it was in this, which is the holiday nights episode. And it's four segments. And the final segment is just Gordon and Batman meeting new year's that what new year's Eve, like yeah, close to midnight. Years years. Yeah. Um, uh, and they, uh, have a cup of coffee. Right. And they say, here's to another year or here, here's to survival, right? Here's to yep. survival. And hopefully we're doing this in another year. And I love that. It's just so, so good. good. What, what easily one of the best moments in the entire series.
0: Oh, bar. you just, you just get that.
1: I mean, at this point the all the characters and their relationships are fully formed,
0: you can just touch in on them and, and kind of do what you want with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Like you said, they were operating on another level at this point. They knew what they were doing. They perfected their formula. And so when it came to actually doing this and saying like, okay, so we are going to come back and tell more stories. They didn't want to just stick with what they had been telling. Mm -hmm. Bruce, Dick, sometimes Barbara doing their thing in Gotham. They wanted to kind of radicalize it. And so they decided, okay, we're going to do a time skip some time has passed at least two years and yeah. you see this translated not just in the cast but also in the look which brings us to the animation now the animation style was heavily changed from the first two seasons more so i think visually to align with mm-hmm. the palette that we saw with uh superman yeah and the Animation was mostly handled in-house, though it was also um, outsourced as well to three different uh, Japanese companies. Coco Enterprise Company, TMS Kyokuchi Corporation, and Dongyang Animation Corporation. Uh, TMS Kyokuchi was kind of their go-to subsidiary to be like, okay, you're going to do polish, you're going to do pre stuff like that. And you can see how how much more, I guess, dynamic it is at times. Mm -hmm. Like there is a certain amount. You mentioned it earlier, how zippy it is, how fluid the, uh, the action is, but also just in general, uh, we got a darker palette, more sleek and simplified character designs. And some of those redesigns I want to talk about. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Also, I like, um, you know, uh, the, the permanent red skies in this, um, You yeah, know, yeah. it was a lot of nighttime in the rest of the series with like a red hint, a red hue, mm-hmm. but it was like dark nighttime sky and it's like the city light kind of like adding that, you know, under light to the clouds. And this is just crisis on infinite earths at all times, red <laughs> skies. Yeah, it just, it's a cool look, but yeah, uh, redesigns and also yeah, and- Batman had shown up, I think already in, um, we have to talk about in Superman, the animated series when they did the world's finest three-parter oh, and- good. Amazing. And he got his new design there. And I think, given that they reintroduced him there, had this new design, I think was definitely the impetus to, to redesign.
0: For sure. And as a quick note as well, when you're talking about like the backgrounds and the sky, uh, they also kind of moved away from their traditional uh, noir art deco and went with kind of a more sleek, a little bit more modern design. Mm-hmm, and you can mm-hmm. see that in those designs as well. Like, specifically, let's talk about Batman first. Um, Straight up aping the the year one look with the mm-hmm, yeah. angular bat chunky utility belt no oval just basically going black and gray. Yeah, do you like this design more than the the previous design? Uh, that's really hard because yeah. that original design is so classic
1: and I mm-hmm. love it. And also it's it's a whole different side. The angularness of of the the new Batman Adventures yeah. designs just puts it in a really different world. Like, even if you had Batman still dressed the same with the blue cape, and the yellow oval, and the little um, pods on his belt and stuff like that, he would still look super different. Like, right. he would still look really different compared to that. So, it's hard to compare them. I do love it, though. I really mm-hmm. do love it. Um, and also, given that, I mean, I like his design in, like, Justice League also, in Justice League Unlimited. But I think uh, not as much as this one. His ears are a little too long They're in long. that. Uh got it. the, the sure long voice. He's got long voice. Uh I do like shorter. Um and <laughs> I just I like this one a lot. Um so it's tough, it's tough to say. What do you think comparatively?
0: See, I I'm I'm of the mind that I think they could have done a little and you see it in the in some of the comics that they've done since then mm-hmm. of them kind of blending the two designs. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that it It goes along with the kind of harsher, more angular, more stylized designs of just we got to simplify this up so that we can do a whole lot with them. Like with animation, like the simpler the design, the more that you can or the easier it is to do with a figure. And so like it makes sense why they would go that direction. But also there are certain things that happen like with an an episode we're going to talk about old wounds. It Mm -hmm. bothers me on a fundamental level that Dick Grayson is still rocking the B-Task design while mm. everyone else is in NBA and it like <laughs> I love that episode of death but it still bothers the hell out of me. He's got to move forward, you know, he's stuck in the past. I get, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Or um, they didn't want to come up with a brand new design for one episode. True. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, another design that I think this one I do think was an improvement. Batgirl, yeah, the, the sleeker, just black, yellow with a hint of blue. I think really works mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. that character a little bit more than the gray, blue, and yellow that she had previously. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially given that like in
1: uh, her introductory episode, Shadow the Bat, like she's kind of like cobbling it together, right? Like in the so she's like throwing it together to figure it out. And then they just kind of stuck with it. And I like it here. Also, she's recast uh, Tara yep. Strong. And yeah, I think the, the difference um, between the two, um, between, I'm blanking on the previous actress's name. Um, oh, no. I'm going to look it up. It down. Go ahead. I wrote it down somewhere. Um, uh, but the difference between Tara Strong, she's kind of just Melissa um, oh, Gilbert. Melissa Gilbert as the original. She feels a little bit more mature. And a right. little bit more subdued, and Tara Strong's just a little bit more heightened, mm-hmm. and this is just a more heightened series. So, I don't, I don't know if that was the specific reason, whatever it was. I mean, it would suck to get recast, but Absolutely. it does, it does show the difference between the two series, and kind of, and she doesn't feel like a completely different character, but right. she feels a little bit more removed from that first iteration of Batgirl.
0: Absolutely, and I think that the, it, it feels like okay, this is like a Mark II. Mm -hmm. like this is like she's been working on the the design um and yeah i think with the amount of screen time that she does get in this season like it makes sense to want to have her you know have one of the best designs yeah um another one that i really really love is the robin design got a new Mm -hmm. robin this time around he's rocking the red and black and this one actually had an influence on the on the comics that's right because this influenced the one year later tim drake costume which i I still love yeah Um, that's a great one it's it's so good it's for me it's like when it comes to the comics like his rebirth costume is like the tops for me because i think it blends all the stuff that works about his costumes and then it goes like Red Robin, and then it's one one year later. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of how I rank those comic costumes.
1: What about a uh, New Fifty Two Robin no, with the no. feathered bottom um, and all the, the and bottom? Like, I'm, a,
0: I'm a bird. I'm a bird. Um, oh no 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 no! No, it's you know what? It's still better than his Drake costume. The brown... uh, I don't even remember that one. I... <laughs> That's how bad it was.
1: That's how bad <laughs> Just it was. My memory. Um, Yeah. Oh, and one year later, Batman face to face. That's a good I like that. I like that. That's a good story. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so this this Robin, I think, is really it's again going for iconography mm -hmm. and more simplified designs two toned and it he's like more visibly uh, he's more visibly small than everybody else, which I kind of love. I really like that dynamic of Robin feeling like he's a kid sidekick or at least appearing like he's a kid sidekick mm-hmm. and his usage in the, uh, in the series I think is really, really good.
1: Yeah. I, I like him too. It, especially when we're like um, talked about old wounds, you know, the series starts with holiday nights and he's already Robin Yeah, and Dick Grayson is not there. And it's like, you know, what happened to him? Where, where is he? So you get that little lingering mystery of what happened and then it's like uh, it's the second episode of "Sins of the Father," which is mm. his origin as becoming Robin. And Dick's already gone by then. And I think, I think Dick shows up at the end of that episode. Yeah, right. And you get those that little killer reveals. Um, and his he's got a new is th- isn't that a new theme? Isn't the night the Nightwing theme is a new yeah. theme? Yeah. Um, I like that one. Um, and so you tease that out for a while before you you get to old wounds and. Nightwing revealing what happened, and that's one of my favorite episodes of Same. the whole series. It's in really fantastic. I know you like you're saying the problem with this costume, but, um, <laughs> you know when we talk about you know, gut punches, um, the, everything to do with Batman chasing that criminal back to his home, yeah, and so you know he's after it's he's one of Joker's goons, and he's just like oh, I was just hired for this job. He chases him back because guys running away, chasing him home to his like run down little Gotham apartment. And his little boy and his wife are there. And he starts attacking yeah. this guy in front of them. And then the little boy is like in a spaceman's costume. He goes, I'll protect crying. you, Daddy. Yeah. And has like the little little like light gun, stuff like that. And he's crying. And Dick shows up. He's like, Let's go. Like, get out of here. Um, and this disillusionment. And then and then also that um, Batman enlists Barbara. finally because she's been operating Mm -hmm. on her own and then almost gets her killed Um, and all this sort of stuff and dick's complete disillusionment is really really fantastic in that episode and but especially the stuff with the guy and then eventually you see that batman has turned a corner and he's gotten that guy a job with wayne enterprises Mm -hmm. and has helped him turn the corner and the guy's so grateful to bruce wayne It, it allows for some healing and some growth on batman's part and it shows like something that none of the rest of the series ever did, which yeah. is that these, the criminals that you see are actual people. They have lives. They live in desperation. Like they've been pushed to crime. And it shows Batman in a really different light. Yeah. Because I think that, I mean, there's always the silly, silly like online discourse about Bruce <laughs> Wayne could do he, more. You it's shouldn't the infrastructure. Yeah, it's for infrastructure. Don't beat up people. Don't beat up the poor. Stuff like yeah. that. But there is an argument to be made about like, you know, what it actually means to be forced into a life of crime and a person's actual life that would lead them there and what they're actually yeah. dealing with. And most of the series doesn't deal with that because the 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 kind of the thugs and everyone that are involved are kind of cartoony and you know they talk like wise guys and you know it's not like a huge you know actual like character development for them yeah but that episode really does a lot there in a little bit of time
0: it really flips it around yeah. on batman absolutely it it, it kind of reminds me of batman noel which i have to believe they aped some of this for that because that mm-hmm. the, the way that that yeah story ends with, you know, Bob Cratchit, you know, getting spoilers for a comic I already did an episode on, folks. Um with it ending with him with his son in their now not so rundown apartment. He's working away in enterprises. Like mm-hmm. it it gets it, it's a great approach. And I'm I'm really excited for the uh the twelve issue Maxi series that Tom King's gonna do about the guy who shouts, It's the bat <laughs> it's gonna be real good it be real good. Mitch Jarrett's on art. Clay uh, they Jokas. they are.
1: <laughs> they already did that basically with the the, uh, the Brian Azarello Joker. That's comic, true. You That's know, true. they just did it shorter and way more gratuitous and uh, edgy. Boy, did they! <laughs>
0: but yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting, and when you talk about design changes you talk about designs that i think really sing that nightwing design is chef's kiss mullet and all people the can mullet. talk all the shit that they want i think it looks great <laughs> the especially mullet. for that time period like yeah i saw that and i was like i want a mullet like Nightwing's the coolest i sadly <laughs> as a young asian american had to settle for my bowl cut but like i was <laughs> very into that design and it's just like again two-tone very angular very sleek Mm -hmm. it's i think the only design he's had um either before or since then where he has that specific like angular mask they've aped it for other stuff since then but i think that's the first onto the nose yeah more like a beak yeah the hal jordan-esque uh-huh yeah i hadn't hadn't thought about that but you're probably right yeah. But I I really dig that design and, and I want to talk about this design this redesign because this one I think has had more detractors. It's the redesign for Jim. Okay. Jim yeah. Gordon's redesign is very different from sure. his design I mean, in the first anime series. For they took they took away his soft serve haircut, yeah. which is really just a crime in itself. <laughs> but they also like they slimmed him down a bunch they did yeah
1: and i I don't know I yeah. it's funny you're you're right I'm looking I'm looking at some of this and he's just i mean he's slimmer it's just a simplification honestly of of the original design I have no problems with it because it just literally is just like okay we'll just cut the down to the edges and <laughs> square him up and slow him down and it just kind of it's like a repackaging a bit so yeah. I don't I it's never jumped out to me that much because it we'll talk about more but some some people are really really massively redesigned and some are just yeah. like simplified because everything is simpler. Designs mm. are simpler, the lines are cleaner, edges are pointier, the city right. is 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 more is is simpler and more modern. All the gadgets are more modern um but I guess I I never really thought about Gordon yeah. in that way um just because to me it was just like Like he kind of like just like they had like the essentials. He just he just concentrated real hard and sucked kind of everything into himself.
0: (laughs) He just, you know, he he's he's getting older. He's starting to eat a little bit rider and he's just he's slumming down. It happens. (laughs) It yeah. I mean, honestly,
1: the 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 worst to me is the the redesign of the Batmobile. Like the original Batmobile original batmobile for the rest of the series is perfect best batmobile ever right best batmobile Thank ever you so
0: much. yes 100
1: that real long you know bonnet and all that is so no fantastic. idea how he
0: turns corners but
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of see the car bend sometimes in the animation sometimes, yeah it kind of does bend um and this it's a totally fine batmobile it's pointier um it has more scallops on it mm-hmm. works fine But it's like, you just messed with perfection there.
0: Yeah. I don't think that you had had to to change it too.
1: You didn't have to change it too much either for that old one to fit
0: into the new one. Right. Um, Just make it a little bit more angular. That's all you needed. (laughs) Just make sharp lines where there were rounded edges. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: you could look at it. It's not like you would look at it just on its own and be like, that's a bad Batmobile. It's just not nearly as memorable as that original oh we've definitely had worse batmobiles
0: no question
1: oh yeah in live action and animation and and in comics there have been (laughs) there have been way worse like horrendous ones
0: yeah yeah Um, but you were you were talking about some more redesigned characters so let's let's get into some of our villains here let me just put
1: it right here let me just put it right here i like the joker's design
0: really I like
1: the jokers design you in, like in old school
0: bathroom. mickey mouse joker
1: <laughs> yeah drop out those pupils i i i just i like it he just looks i don't know he's pointy and he's sharp um i guess you know the big selling point for me on this is the the other joker design couldn't really work here i know that maybe the eyes are like the biggest point of contention if you change that, I don't think that people will really have an issue. Yeah, um, I think
0: that's it as well.
1: But I, I like that. And you still got Hamill. He's still doing his thing. He's still acting like the Joker. It's just a little bit different. So I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, but I like all the Joker designs. Um, I mean, he had this design in World's Finest also, I believe.
0: Yes, that is. there. There's a scene where it's like a full on straight shot on him and he's just like laughing maniacally like that is one of the best joker shots and that's that's one of the only times where i'm like okay yeah i get i get why you went this this direction with this design because it is haunting they do a lot
1: he also does the 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 fedora a lot yes here
0: also i like that look um you also see in world's finest him pulling up his pant leg to reveal that he's not actually wearing socks or any kind of like spats on his shoes those are just his legs (laughs) i i didn't catch that before that was Um, that was a mind-blowing thing for me (laughs) i remember seeing that going wait a minute this entire time he's been going (laughs) sockless
1: (laughs) and so i like it um also, I mean, just as we jump around a bunch, yeah. um, I love Joker's Millions. Yes. That's a personal right, favorite episode. of mine. Mm-hmm. You put that design in a in an episode that I, I love like dearly, it does a lot for it for me. Um, there's a lot of good Joker episodes overall throughout the series. I think in the first season, in that first half, they overuse the Joker way too
0: much. 100%.
1: He's yes. in a lot of episodes, and some of those are... Um, not that good you know there's a few kind of clunkers there especially early on like what let me look here because I've, I've been rewatching a bunch and i was talking about the worst ones like oh you don't say I, you know whatever uh be a clown <laughs> last laugh um you know stuff like that joker's favor like they're mm-hmm. some of them are okay and some are really not not that good and hamill's consistently good but he's in um just stories that aren't very good and yeah. they use him a lot more sparingly here so you get joker's millions and um you get uh, mad love mad love and it's like you just slammed out two of the best joker episodes in the entire show
0: mm-hmm. i'm okay with the design <laughs> fair enough fair enough i think for me it was it just was so so much of a change it was a little jarring i think they perfected it in um return of the joker slash the jlu design because mm-hmm. they blended the two and i think that's my preferred uh dcau joker where he's got yeah. elements of both mm-hmm. um but that does nothing to detract from his his voice whatsoever which is still the performance is iconic yeah Um, yeah, another iconic redesign that i need to talk about scarecrow scarecrow is incredible one of the biggest (laughs) glow-ups in the entire series it's so insane that they were just they just
1: totally changed it the only issue i have with it is that i've it's like this is but this is jonathan crane from all those other ones so in my mind it's like it's like he's this skinny guy in like a giant costume. That's always how my mind interpreted it.
0: Like, like his head is where the chest is and he's just got like, right. The head on top.
1: Or he's on stilts and he's just got like a giant frame around him. Yeah. Like he's wearing, um, he's wearing the, the big coat from talking heads, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, uh, and I don't know. So it like, he's super scary, but then at the same time, that was always imprinted in my mind. It's like, well, look at the tiny guy in there. Right. Um, amazing. He's uh he's like a a corpse now (laughs) with the the noose around his neck and everything
0: like that and i and i mean they recasted him as well because they they brought in uh jeffrey combs to replace Uh, okay uh i can't remember his name but he it was interesting because in the first couple seasons scarecrow was very much like he's this kind of lanky weird posh british guy and his first design is terrible. It's bad. The little, it's, and then it, it would scare like small children. Up. And then they like sort of fixed it by giving him a new mask. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's much better. The full Monty with like this redesign, which is like nightmare. Feel. Like that is a paralysis demon. If I've ever seen <laughs> one. Yeah. Like I remember being terrified the first time I watched uh, over the edge. Yeah,
1: and he's, well, he's presented very scary, too. Yes. And the music around him, the presentation, the, sto- the stories are scary. This and uh and Never Fear mm-hmm. uh, are both, like, they are scary episodes, actually. For sure. And um, that it's not just, um, it's not just that, I mean, some of the earlier Scarecrow episodes are you're seeing skeletons and monsters and things are going crazy and you're tripping out and so people are scared. Yeah. But in this is like, scary like stuff is actually happening and never fear it's a reverse scarecrow toxin mm-hmm. so that batman loses all fear and he's just doing these like really insane things and uh, tim is trying to get him back to his senses and um and then in i mean over the edge we can talk about i guess we should yeah. talk about it let's, that's let's one just talk about senses. it yeah
0: that's one of my favorite episodes it is jarring how good that episode is because it's completely antithetical to the rest of the series <laughs> yeah. in that it's basically okay, we are going to have Batgirl die in the like first five minutes yeah. and the rest of it is just Gordon and the GCPD hunting down the Bat family and it gives us the coolest Nightwing sequence uh, when yeah. he goes back to his loft and Renee mm-hmm. Montoya shows up. And this is fresh in my mind because I just watched this again today. She's like, the right to remain silent, you're under arrest. And he just goes, waved. And he just backflips and starts kicking the shit out of everybody. <laughs> like, nightwing was the coolest character and he only and then, shows up in like four episodes
1: and he's also in his uh his speedo and and to the jet ski and oh, yeah, saving and them on you yeah know, in the bay and all that that's super cool
0: is he only in four episodes he's only in like four or five episodes like that's out of the entire thing they used him so sparingly and one of them doesn't even happen actually which exactly <laughs> and it's 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 really interesting to me because they also this also features another redesign that I want to mention. Uh, Bane Bane yeah. gets a fairly fetish, heavy redesign. Fetish Bane Fetish Bane. He goes from I prefer Luchador, Luchador, Luchador Bane.
1: To, Luchador Bane to Fetish Bane
0: <laughs> People always rag on Luchador Bane because they're like, oh, his nose is like whatever. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't get it. It's a Luchador mask it's Like He even like his fight with Batman in that episode
1: uh, is like wrestling. Straight up yeah, like Batman bounces off the um,
0: he does like the, the, right. the
1: bars of the like like they're he's like he's running the ropes,
0: yeah, and they're metal
1: bars. It's like okay, like it's, it should be it's a, a little cartoon. more obvious to you, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: It should be, <laughs> but also it's like we're doing wrestling for a second, so yeah. I yeah. wish at some point he would have just power bombed somebody. Like oh yeah, he power bombs you in Arkham Origins when you're uh, in that boss right. fight with him, and that was one. I had the the first time I played that game. I remember this distinctly. I had to pause the game and just marvel that they went and they put a power bomb into this here Batman game. I
1: I love Bane in in Origins also. I think that Bane Bane, I like I think that Bane in Asylum sucks. Like I hate I hate giant tank venom like yeah you know like hunchback bane. I think it's really stupid. But it's, I know that's probably supposed to be like Bane totally like whacked out
0: on wowie sauce there, but right. um, well, and they show that transition at the end of Arkham Origins as he right. like takes too much of the sauce and then he's like, Ugh. and it's yeah, like okay, right. yeah. now we see how the character got ruined. Okay, same thing with the
1: I, <laughs> when you first like Croc in Origins is best oh. Croc. That's crack with the taped fist, like like CM Punk, mm-hmm. um, and, he, <laughs> and
0: he comes out to uh, to kill, switch personally. Engage, and he just oh, like, yeah, starts starts switch, kicking yeah. the shit out of you.
1: Yeah, he says it's clobbering time, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, and then he punches his younger brother, <laughs> and uh,
0: and then <laughs> you're speaking to me on a on a spiritual level. <laughs> I love you. Also, cl- clobbered your younger brother. <laughs> uh, yes, but also just like. <laughs> If you listeners, if you if you listen to the geeks Plain book club, we mentioned this scene at least like once every yeah. other week. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It, it's iconic cinema. <laughs> so God, well, I remember hearing about
1: that. He's like, I, when people talked about that online, I was like, they do what? And then, and then I watched <laughs> the movie, like, he does what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a great episode. And I think that Bane's involvement, I, I'm glad that they kept him uh, Latino. Which is Mm -hmm. just so important to that character, and I—I don't know. I really enjoy the moments of like, okay, Gordon's going to team up with Bane for a little bit. This is bad news for everybody, just all around. And then that ending of him just like launching the bat signal Mm. at them, knocking them both off the roof. It's a great episode because if you're what i don't remember the first time that i watched it exactly
1: yeah um i can't remember a time when i was like oh like but i do remember sort of the feeling because it's like because it opens with them being chased yep in the back cave by the gcpd getting fired at like they're ready to shoot these these guys alfred
0: straight up just says ftp and like tackles (laughs) gordon (laughs) yeah exactly
1: um (laughs)
0: He's got NWA playing in the background as he tackles him.
1: Yeah, one two one three FTP. A cow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then um, so you're like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? Because you're thrown right in the middle of it, and then you get the flashback. And you're like, oh my god, everything is so horrible, and then it just yeah. things get worse and worse and worse until that moment where they're getting they're flying off the side of the building. They're gonna let they're going to hell tonight. Like yeah, you know,
0: everybody's dead.
1: Yeah. But then I know people can be like, oh, it's all a fake out. But, you know, given that it is Barbara's hallucination and her worst fears and she's dealing with all these like anxieties and about her own relationship with Gordon, like it makes sense. It's like this is why this is what she's dreaming.
0: And I think it works really well. And it at least partially happened because they did go up and fight the scarecrow on top of that skyscraper. It's just Mm -hmm. after a certain point stuff started getting out of whack. She does not get
1: whacked off the side of the yeah,
0: god it's just, so hardcore you, and it's, then the camera in in the oh in the car when she lands driving, on it and just the body hitting yeah the, oh man that's yeah. another thing again like you would never be able to do that on fox like uh-huh. there's no oh. way well there's
1: early episodes beats has where like people get knocked off like a blimp and the camera has to follow to show them they fall onto a little tree on top yeah. of the building or they get like
0: a- caught by fine. something
1: yeah they're fine it's all good you got to show it. You, they can't be be
0: heard or dead. No, in this episode, they drop her from at least 25 stories up straight down onto a cop car. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. An- another redesign that I really want to talk about is Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. This one's interesting because... Mm-hmm. I think the first design fits so well with that world. It still feels somewhat like art deco, a little bit more grounded Mm -hmm. with its portrayal. And this one they go, oh no, he is now spider head, Victor Freeze and he's got his exosuit body. And they do carry that into Batman Beyond. Mm -hmm. And I can't, it's like, I look at both of them and I still can't decide which design I like better sure yeah
1: i mean it's tough because the original is designed by mike mignola right and it's definitely mignola asking i mean it's it's so good it's a pretty simple design in the original for sure and then this one becomes more angular a little bit more modern a little bit more high tech obviously and especially given that he's a spider head um that uh he is different i mean freeze is only has what he's got two episodes in the original series, right? And I think he's, he's got, got just one. And he's got this one in New Batman. And then he's got one in um, Batman Beyond. Gives him another redesign, which is oh, actually yeah. really cool. And then he's got uh, the Sub-Zero movie. Right. So he's only got five stories in all of the whole b run. run. Um, because it's... Am um, I blanking on it? Uh, you know, it's uh heart of ice mm-hmm. and then the sec the second one in the initial run is oh, i'm blanking on the name but it's the one where the walt disney not walt yeah. disney knockoff <laughs> uh wants to be like him uh yeah with the the frozen world and then this and the, yeah so he's rarely featured he's so i mean it's not like that design was like ingrained like in the fabric Right. Even though Heart of Ice is one of the best episodes, I really like Cold Comfort. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love also the, the Sub Zero movie. Sub Zero is great.
0: I think it's fantastic. Not really talked about enough. Not talked um, about at all. We will be talking about it next week. Nice. It's really like people sleep on Sub Zero. Mm hmm. It's really good. It's very intense. It's yeah. very intense. That opening
1: chase scene is just so good. And then the ending with the exploding like oil rig mm-hmm. is like, it's really good. So good stuff. He's got good stories. Um, Cold comfort is really good. You know, he's the whole revenge. Like I'm going to make people lose their most cherished thing. Right. Yep. That's the whole motivation. And and then you like, why is he like this? And then you find out he's ahead um, yep. and uh, <laughs> lost Nora forever. Cause she got cured, but went off to live her own life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, it's good. There's, well, like it makes me think of like how um, Riddler is barely in any episodes. Yes, this entire show. Like he his does, design is hot garbage. In the new one, yes. Uh, well, he it, this did come out the same year. This came out post Batman Forever. This is the same year yes. as Batman and Robin. And yeah. his redesign is very much like Jim Carrey in, in Batman Forever.
0: That's he's in that's
1: fair. He's in one minute of this entire season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it right? was enough for me no to wait. go like, really? He's in
1: no wait, he's in Come two on. minutes. He's in two minutes. I'm I'm remembering it. He shows up in over the edge when he's he's one of the um the the rogues uh, uh, yes. on,
0: on TV. one of the plaintiffs in the lawsuit against Bruce Wayne. And then he shows up for a minute in um uh
1: judgment day, mm-hmm. uh when the judge like Beats his ass like super fast.
0: <laughs> bad, that,
1: uh, yeah. Just, just like chains him up and just makes yep. a fool out of him. But I mean, wh- what he's in, he has his own two episodes in the rest of the series. Yeah, right. And, no three, and voiced by
0: jo- yeah, and voiced by John Glover. Incredible yeah.
1: performance. And those those episodes are classic, right? Um, mm-hmm. If you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Yep, uh, reform. Where there's form and then what's the one where it's virtual reality? Uh the, is it
0: isn't that if you're so smart why aren't you rich?
1: I forget. Me, I think you, I, I think you, it is. Um no because that's the one with the Minotaur maze. Is that not the Oh, right 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 right.
0: No, cuz isn't there some virtu, some VR in the Minotaur maze?
1: No. Um is that... What is reality? It, what is reality? One. What is reality is the other one. Um which is probably my least favorite of those three. Um, yeah. And Riddler's reform is probably my favorite, but I mean, I know that they were like, it's really, it, it's really tough coming up with, with Riddler riddles. So we're not going to use that much. Um, but he is in there
0: briefly. Um, he gets barely any time. <laughs> yeah. I I do. I do not like that design. It just, because the it's first, the first design so good. Yeah. It's utilized so well. Um, Yeah, it's it's not it's not my favorite, but you mentioned um, (laughs) you mentioned Batman Forever and Batman and Robin because they were coming out around the same time. There is this show at on one hand does a great homage to those films by giving the Riddler that design and then on the other hand absolutely bodies joel schumacher in the episode legends of the dark knight
1: yes
0: (laughs) like it's not even like i never caught it when i was a kid but when i saw it for the first time as an adult i was like oh my god they are dragging this man the very flamboyant boy named
1: joel (laughs) with the feather (laughs) (laughs) boa
0: he's just like i love that man you know the rubber armor those cool cars i heard one can drive up walls everyone's (laughs) like yeah sure joel (laughs) and he's like outside of the Schumacher store that's right. Yeah. or the shoemaker store. <laughs> so that's a great episode too. I really dig that one for showing all the different versions. Of I Batman. really enjoy that
1: one too. I have very fond memories of that. And I, I rewatched it. And it still does hold up. The, the thing about it is, is that the, the two main, the, the two main like visions of Batman, the Dick Sprang Batman and the, mm-hmm. the Dark Knight Returns Batman are really great. And then yeah. like Batman fighting Firefly is just Okay. Yeah, uh, and it's funny because I, I distinctly remember there was a commentary on that that I heard, and I think it was Bruce Tim being like, uh, "Like, yeah, we really should have made this a little bit more interesting. Like, these <laughs> kids should be kind of disappointed by
0: Batman, actually." Well, and I think that's you know, even though I'm sure that's not how they intended it, that is kind of a you know, kids' imaginations running wild, and it's oftentimes the truth is a little bit more mundane. Mm-hmm. where they they do go and i love that dick sprang sequence they're fighting yeah. they're using a the piano like oh, yeah i love it you get a throwback to like classic joker portrayal like i just i really and you would see this influence heavily the show batman brave and the bold but oh, yeah. i i love that dick sprang tribute and then this was also the first time i was introduced watching this episode uh back when i was a kid to that Dark Knight Returns portrayal of Batman where he's Mm -hmm. just he's gigantic. He's a monster. Um, He's voiced by is Is it it Peter Weller? I think it's Peter what? I'm going to look that up because I think it I don't know if it is. I have to look it up
1: Um, because Peter Weller does go on to voice him in. um, In the uh, the. The the, the animated adaptation of Dark Knight Returns. It sounds a lot like Peter Weller. Um, and his voice does, is perfect for, sure. for perfect for it. Um, and I really like what a, a, one of the things I really like about this episode oh, is. No,
0: it, it, it's Ironside. Michael Ironside. Oh, we on voice, there we go. Uh,
1: dark side. Dark side. That makes sense. He's got a great voice. Yeah. He does. Um, and perfect dark side voice. I would definitely always hear him whenever I'm reading dark side. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I like also those two visions are really great. And I just like the contrast between them. Yeah, like it's more even more fun how like opposite they are, which is which is great. (laughs) And it's it's, like you're saying, it's the first time I ever like saw anything about either of those visions of Batman. And it's a great way that this series acts like a gateway into larger ideas of Batman and larger stories. And I like that um, the series, like a lot of people point to this whole series as like the definitive Batman, right? And I totally agree, but the series never insisted on itself being the definitive Batman. It just strove to give a great vision of Batman and also homage, like a lot about the character. There's like, you could get these flavors, you know, with this episode or gray ghosts and homaging Adam West and all those sorts of things. And you would get it all throughout the course of the series. And that's why like you get so many flavors and together, Along with like the core vision, it makes it it makes it the definitive Batman.
0: Yeah, totally agree. And there's the best part about it too is that there's so much of it, like with it being over a hundred episodes, like you get a full, complete, formed Mm -hmm. vision of this character, of this world, of the treatment of these characters, and like in one of my favorite episodes is an episode that I don't think gets a whole lot of play at least like in the circles that I run in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Growing Pains is an incredible episode. Again, episode one of the darker episodes. Me. That <laughs> episode is heartbreaking and it's scarring. Um, also features one of the best performances from Matthew Valencia as Robin. who, yeah. As we've I don't know if we've actually talked about it uh, is Tim Drake in mm-hmm. this in this season. Um, and Matthew Valencia like knocks it out of the park he's so energetic he takes all of the great things about lauren lester's dick grayson in the previous two seasons and just Mm -hmm. amps them up and gives them such a fun like high uh high stakes energy to everything yeah Mm -hmm. and so in this episode we see him run into this girl who is definitely 100 human named annie (sighs) it's yeah it was uh it's it's heartbreaking
1: I rarely rewatch this episode. You know, maybe that's why people don't talk about it. It's really rough. It's It's a tough
0: watch. But there is, because I was, again, I was rewatching it today. Just the moment where, like, they're going off to where she was, quote unquote, the last thing that she can remember. And Mm -hmm. bruises at the back cave and he's just like cross-referencing things. And he just goes, oh, my God. Like, and just runs away because he realizes, oh, shit, it's Clayface. Like, yeah. there is a certain, um, th- there's a certain nuance to Kevin Conroy's performance in that scene Mm-mm. where he's just like, you can hear the fear in his voice, even though he's trying to, like, retain this gruff exterior. Because the Bruce Wayne and Batman of, like, new Batman adventures is much more gruff. Than in the previous two seasons. Like in in season one and season two, he had like this whole he had this whole um radio show thing where he's like, Oh, I'm Bruce Wayne way up here, and then I'm (laughs) Batman. Where here in this season, he's just like, I'm Bruce Wayne, and I'm Batman, just (laughs) all the time. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that I don't know if they did that consciously, like to match like the more angry design. But there are moments throughout this season and especially like in this episode where you see it break through a little bit and you get to see the concern and you get to Mm -hmm. see the worry, which is really, really nice.
1: He's definitely darker, but the surrounding cast is a little lighter. It's a good balance. Yeah. Given that I think there was a lot of stuff in like the earlier seasons where you had, yeah, lighter Bruce Wayne, darker Batman, especially when he was fighting and then true, true Bruce Wayne Batman when he's like in the Batcave talking with Alfred, yeah. right? When he'd be there at like the computer and talking and be like, "This is the true guy,"
0: yeah. like he's
1: not putting on, you know, personality for either. He's he's actually like in the middle here, right? And yeah, here he's definitely more disillusioned. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously you know the. Kevin Conroy the best Batman uh, easily. It's it's now cliche to say, I think. I think. I think once he started voicing Batman in the Arkham games, it became yeah. cliche, along with it's, Mark Hamill. It's,
0: it's, it's the coldest take, is that oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Conroy and Hamill are like the best duo when it comes right. to those roles. Um, even though I like the, again,
1: Arkham Origins love, I like the Still actors good. who replaced them. Roger Craig it.
0: Smith was fantastic and Troy Baker mm-hmm. was a great Joker. Mm-hmm.
1: And, um... Here he is just darker, more serious, not mm-hmm. cold, um, but just you can just see the time skip and everything, everything that's happened. And just kind of a little bit wearier than yeah. before. Well, you um, mentioned it
0: in Old Wounds. Like mm-hmm. we get to see this different side of him, this scary side that yeah. is like, it, especially in that moment where like Barbara's like, you know he didn't recruit me like it was my choice and rob and dick grayson's like you think that like he <laughs> yeah. shit. and this is the episode <laughs> where i'm like oh my god does he is yeah. he like this uh,
1: it's so that's so good. good i love that the the willingness it's now like it's now a common thing but the willingness back then right to call out your title character like yeah. in your your kid's show i mean all the series, it's a kid's show, but it's an all-ages show. And what's ex- exciting about it made it hold up for so long was the maturity of it, right? For sure. Um, and the willingness to to have a lot of shades. And yeah, mm-hmm. to just be, to call out your your character by, you know, someone else and, and not deny that. There's no denying it. Absolutely. That that's what he does. They also um, do that in
0: the cinematic matter- masterpiece that is the first season of the Beyblade show. Like, they clearly... <laughs> take the time to make sure you know that your lead character he's he's a little bit of a headstrong knucklehead but is the the, lead
1: character a beyblade
0: no matt (laughs) no i don't know Uh, i don't know (laughs) i'm just checking (laughs) but no like i i think you're absolutely right the the fact that they did call out you know that and we're just talking about in growing pains there's a moment where alfred's like okay so you just you're not going after Tim. And Bruce is like, I know where he is. And Alfred goes, Oh, right. You still keep the tracer in his utility belt. You <laughs> do treat him like a kid. And he just like pauses uh. to look at him. And then he goes back to his computer.
1: <laughs> um. Well, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred and Bob Hastings as uh, commissioner, Gordon. Yes. They're two of the voices that I most closely associate with this entire show. Agreed. Um, you know, talking about the iconic performances, but they are so good all the time. I think that I've said it before in different things I've made, but you could just listen to an episode and you could enjoy it. You wouldn't even yeah, have to watch. You know, pull it up on your laptop, HBO Max or whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know, put on your headphones. Don't even watch it. In the sound design and the voice acting and the music, oh my gosh, it's so great. It almost feels like a radio play.
0: Specifically, I'm I'm gonna give you two episodes, listener, to do this challenge with POV and the Man Who Killed Batman. Like mm-hmm. you could do that with either one of those episodes, and they just they you, could do it
1: like, of, you could do with heart. You could do with Heart of Ice. That too, and absolutely. you could also do it with one that I love. That you're talking about ones that no one talks about. One of my personal favorites, A Bullet for Bullock.
0: Bullet for Bullock rules. Yes,
1: one of my so favorites. So good. Um, really just. Fantastic! All uh, everything audio, just in in those episodes, you know, you can just just listen. You could you could keep up with the story. You could really enjoy it, and you could probably maybe hear some things that you wouldn't necessarily be picking up on if you're also watching. It'd be a little mm-hmm. bit more subconscious. For so sure. good, so good.
0: um I guess we've we've covered a lot of the really great episodes. There's one episode that we haven't really talked too much about: uh, Mad Love.
1: Mad yeah. Love
0: is an episode that people always flock to when you talk about Mm -hmm. the best episodes in this in the show and adapted from comic that was written a few years before yeah paul dini
1: who created the
0: character and it's mm -hmm. fantastic great great yeah
1: i mean obviously harley quinn is is dini's baby throughout all of the series created her and it's funny she shows up as just i mean she was originally created to be like well he joker just needs another another person another one yeah another person in the gang to to help out and character catches on and then he starts making episodes like what harley's holiday, oh, um, holiday so good uh what else i mean harley and ivy is you know solidifies a ton about those two characters it's it's very i mean it's like I think that when they when Dini wrote is it, it like oh, yeah, I could see these two like in a romantic relationship, but we're not going to have that in the episode. And of course, people ran with it years later. Of um, also,
0: a great redesign in this season for yeah, Ivy.
1: yeah. Poison Ivy looks great, and Harley looks great in this. Again, she's just kind of simplified just a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's not that much changed. It's just she takes on the angles. Uh, And and proportions (laughs) that are just typical of, of this pointy boobs uh, and like all that sort of stuff. And (laughs) it's like the
0: the common stuff you see in Bruce, Tim, female designs.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's still basically the same thing. Um, But yeah, mad love. I mean, it's tough to really say a ton about it that people haven't said over the years. Right. And that we're talking about like the show's willingness to go dark Mm -hmm. and to do gut punches and this episode really does has several gut punches in it. You yeah. finally get the origin of Harley Quinn, which is hinted at for a long time. There's an episode. I think, I think Montoya says like, oh yeah, she was Joker's therapist. Um, yeah. And that's what happened. And <laughs> you finally see it. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh shit. Like, okay. Well, and they, they finally get that.
0: In, uh, in Harley's holiday, when she mentions like, you know, I I just had a bad day. It's like Mm -hmm. and then she has that kind of uh that moment with Batman who she's like, Oh, you had a bad day too once, didn't you? And he's like, Yeah. And it's getting, like you said, that payoff that we had been building to up to this episode that does deal with some really heavy topics. Like in the same way that I think Growing Pains does, it deals with domestic violence and domestic abuse. And You didn't see a whole lot of that in your Saturday morning cartoons. No, she's in a textbook
1: abusive relationship with the Joker. The way that he ignores her and gaslights her and then emotionally abuses her and physically abuses her. And then she's Mm -hmm. still stuck in that dynamic and she can't get out of it. And even at the
0: end, (laughs) he wins her back.
1: Yeah, he wins her back because she's still in that. There's nothing about her that's really Change. she's not really made the decision to leave so that he just brings her back in right at the end she's in arkham all busted up from him hitting her and throwing her out the window yeah falls multiple stories and what she says i'm sorry i i just didn't i just didn't get the joke or that's what she says and then she's she's the whole thing is from her point of view we're talking about like lots of episodes from different people's points of view this is harley as as your protagonist and she's talking voiceover doing flashbacks and then at the end she's like oh i've oh and arlene sorkin's so great especially in this episode mm-hmm. you get the multiple shades of harley uh as yeah. harley quinn and and you know dr quinzel and all that sort of stuff and you you her voice changes a lot to reflect that yeah and her voiceover changes a lot and at the end she's talking about i've given up on him and you know that terrible abusive horrible and it's normal it's like regular person yeah arlene it's like and then she sees spell. yeah and then she sees the flower from joker and she's an angel and it's and just right back in yeah and the end and you're like and there's so many gut punches yeah um or like joker talking about first time his dad took him to the circus Mm -hmm. and then he broke, his dad broke his nose, all sort of stuff. And then Batman turning that around being like, that was all a big lie. And you're talking about serious (sighs) Batman when he starts laughing. oof. and Harley's like, I don't think I like it when you laugh. And like all that sort of, it's perfect. This is, I mean, okay. I mean, when we're recording this, I am slowly writing and watching and doing 30, my 30 favorite episodes of the whole series.
0: 30 for 30. Um,
1: so it's not finished yet. I don't have definitive rankings, but Mad Love is going to be top three.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and by the time that this drops this video, I'm assuming it should be out. It should barring, be some, out. barring some unforeseen <laughs> circumstance. Barring him being dropped off of a 25 foot story building onto a yeah. cop car. Yes. Uh, in which case I will raid his home to upload this and then be yeah. chased primarily by the other. By the LAPD um, <laughs> through my bat cave, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great episode. It's one that I think does, unlike you know, like Bullet for bullock or Growing Pains, like people do talk about it and rightfully so for yeah. its depiction of all of the heavy themes that are involved. Yeah, and definitely. It gives, like you said, one of the best performances from arlene sorkin absolutely crushing it taking this character farther beyond where she was ever supposed to be during joker's favor and yeah it's it's a great great episode for sure Mm -hmm. though again Mm -hmm. it bothers me because the designs are wonked off in the in the flashback (laughs) they should be (laughs) at the previous costume anyway um one other quick note I want to make because we're talking about some really great uh, vocal performances. Uh, Jeff Bennett. Farmer Brown. Oh, what? <laughs> As far, Farmer Brown and Critters. Farmer Brown. You knew we were going to mention it. Maddie, this one's for you. Um,
1: One of the worst episodes <laughs> of the entire series. But it's no worse than something like Prophecy of Doom, like Super Goofy Misfires. Or
0: like Trio of Terror. Yeah, or, or the or worry, or the
1: the worry men, or stuff the like that.
0: Yeah,
1: really goofy misfires starring new people, new villains in the show, and you're like, yeah. this one's going to be another Harley Quinn, and nope,
0: <laughs> nope, not this time. But we did get a great performance from Jeff Bennett as the Creeper.
1: He's great. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. And how they they thread him as the normal
0: reporter a throughout few times. the entire season. Yeah, yeah. until he, then. Has a bad day. (laughs) He's he's great. He's great as, as both Jack Ryan and as the creeper. Um, As we are nearing the end here, are there any episodes that we haven't mentioned that you want to chat about? Uh, Well, I just want to
1: have a special call out for the ultimate thrill. um, Because (laughs) I, I met, (laughs) I met Roxy rocket at a formative age in my, uh, my (laughs) life. I just want to say, God bless. God bless Roxy Rocket.
0: Uh, Change me forever into the man that I am today. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I can laugh, but I I have the same story with Livewire, so I'm with mm-hmm. you. That's fair. I'm That's fair. you. Like,
1: you're like, hmm. This Wait a me. second. <laughs> Hold on now. It's different now. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rerun comes on. You're like, I'm really interested to see this episode again. It's like, but, huh, uh, I, don't, I
0: don't get why. It's so weird.
1: <laughs> you know, formative, just formative. formative. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I already mentioned Joker's Millions a little bit, um, but I think it's super though. fun having Joker be kind of your protagonist. Yeah, uh, and he's kind of like um, a really unlucky like protagonist. You're kind of rooting for him a bit after yeah. everything. It's he's, got he's, some nice, he's very
0: Charlie Brown. In
1: yeah, this. and throughout the whole series. They kind of slip in little social critiques of like the media or <laughs> or the court system, you know, and and Joker having using his money to get himself totally exonerated and declared sane, like that sort of stuff is in there and it's like um up with the, of of the OJ fears. Yeah. <laughs> the IRS, IRS <laughs> the, I love that. Yeah, I love that the IRS is the one thing you fear. It's so good. And super fun episode. I really, really enjoy that one. That one's one of my favorites. Um I'm gonna think if there's any others here. Um, what Looking was I just? Right now?
0: Oh, hey, love is a crock.
1: That one's fun. Yeah, that <laughs> one's fun. You take two, two less loved uh, villains and Baby Doll and Killer Croc, and you put them together in a really interesting, weird combination for something, some something new. Yeah, because um, Baby Doll is like a really sympathetic villain, and I love her original episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's kind of a character you do once though. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to do to, to keep going back to the baby doll well. Right. Um chemistry is pretty messed up. Yes. Where uh Bruce Main Bruce Wayne marries a plant.
0: <laughs> love that. Love that. Love
1: that love that journey for him. Uh <laughs> girls night out is fun. Um, yes. You know, it's it's Batgirl and Supergirl teaming up against it's Ivy, Harley, and Livewire. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's fun. You know, they would do some those like the, the, the alternate team takes over is yeah. a really easy premise and it just, it's just fun to highlight them. Yeah. Or, any
0: Anytime you get a focus on like one of the other, like members of the bat family taking like the reins, like animal act, I think mm-hmm. it's really good with Nightwing. Yeah. One of the four or five episodes he's in, uh, where he, you know, gets to kind of reconnect with his old circus people. And he ends up, oh, hey, Catwoman's also here. And maybe she makes out with him as well. Who knows? What's going on? <laughs> like, it's, it's very strange. But I, yeah, I just, if you, if you, you can throw a dartboard at any of the Nightwing episodes, I'm going to be like, yeah, best in the season. <laughs> um, Demon Within is fun. Again, oh, yeah, with Etrigan,
1: Etrigan and Clarion, yeah. um, Batman suddenly having to fight you know magic and witchcraft, and Robin's there. It's it's cool. I, I just rewatched that one, and that's fun. It's it's not in my opinion. It's not one of the best, but it's it's fun. It's very different. And again, lots of experimentation. In this, and I For think sure. this this um, season, and we're talking about focusing on the B team and stuff, is very much a precursor to Justice League Unlimited. Absolutely where you're constantly changing focus and you're constantly swapping out the the main roster of each episode. And while they did justice league first justice league unlimited is easily one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I have a lot of love for that series. And I like, again, I have a lot of love for Batman, the animated series, along with new Batman adventures and Superman, the animated series and justice league. The first justice justice league is okay. Um, it the whole thing. Every episode is a two parter. Just was a bad idea. They weren't. Okay. They didn't. They did not handle the pace well.
0: That's fair. C- certain episodes I do think didn't need to be two parters. Yeah, I mean, you, you get something like Legends out of the first. So right. Anyway. There's there are a
1: there are several really amazing standout episodes in that in both seasons. Yeah, but. There's a lot of forgettable ones there in between them, yeah. and then Justice League Unlimited is popping off every episode. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> um, it's just you can tell they again they they had to level up again. They had to get the experience,
0: and they leveled up and they figured it out. But I think like we mentioned earlier, like it's again not focusing JLU. Like the reason I think that that succeeded so much is because they didn't focus so much on the big seven. They mm-hmm. focused on other care I mean, Patriot Act, one of the best. Oh uh, yeah. One of the best episodes of any DC anything.
1: Yeah, that one's super that one's super fun. I really enjoy that one. Um oh gosh, I don't want to go down a huge JLU rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> but that's a conversation for another time. But exactly. a huge just a huge fan of that. And destroyer being the finale of generally the DC AU I love. Yeah. Definitely. Um Mean Seasons is pretty good. Mm-hmm. The 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 model getting her revenge. Batman Shit. fights a giant uh, animatronic T Rex in that, hey. there you which go. I think works pretty well. We I like it when people fight Batman and dinosaurs. P- Batman fighting dinosaurs, riding dinosaurs, teaming up with dinosaurs. I enjoy it. It should happen not all that much more often because it should be rare, but a little bit more often. Fair. Once every three years.
0: Yeah, at once least once every three years. At dinosaur
1: least. story. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, Torch Song. That's okay. Firefly, whatever.
0: Um, talk about never talk about never fear. Oh, no. I, you know what? I, I misspoke. I'm looking that up right now. It's, uh, you, you scratch, scratch, scratch my, my back. 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 Is that's the Nightwing Catwoman makeout episode. <laughs> that, also that, formative. That's for what me. happens. Also formative for me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, Poison Ivy, any Poison Ivy episodes. Same way. <laughs> like i get it but yeah it's the whole season i think as a whole is like you said just peak batman like we took all the stuff that worked out of the previous two seasons we streamlined it we made it a little bit more flashy and they told some of the best episodes of the entire series yeah so as we're wrapping up any final thoughts on the season as a whole you know, it's just it's
1: to me it's a really solid season. It's re- it it has a more modern pacing than early Betas. It's um sure. easier to jump back into if I were to wanna show a, you know, a kid today like here's the Batman show you can get into. I'd probably do this first. It's a little mm-hmm. it's just it, it, it it's there's against there's a lot of classic ones in the early the first season of the whole show. But they're figuring it out. The pacing is slower. It's not quite hitting its stride yet. Every there's certain episodes where instant classics that they make, yeah. and then it's kind of like you get a lull, and then another instant classic, and sometimes there's quite a few bad episodes. But here, just like you pop it on, and you go, and you have a ton of fun. It's a super super fun season. I really like fun Batman. I like yeah. Batman to be darkish himself as a character. Not tortured, but just a, you know, a little grimmer than like your average person, but it's in fun, fun. Yeah, exactly. No, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> year, not quite. No,
0: but but in the way that he's a, a big contrast to everyone around him. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's fair.
0: Uh, I am the night. <laughs> I am vengeance. Just, uh, <laughs> anytime he shows up to the watchtower, just happy to be invited. <laughs> That would be amazing.
1: Okay. Now I do want your, but, but then for the world to be brighter and like more heightened, and this is generally brighter and more heightened. And so the contrast to me is really fun. And also the contrast with his supporting cast is really cool. So that's why I like it a lot. Um, I'm Mm. a huge fan of uh, Batman, brave and the bold. I really, really enjoy that one. And that Batman is not as dark as this Batman, but he is the the darker shade. He's serious. Uh, he's the straight man, right, <laughs> to like the crazy world around him. And yeah. that's there's a lot of comedy to be pulled from that. And I'm a huge fan of that show. Huge, huge fan. I need to make a video telling people that they got to get their act together they and do. Watch, watch that show. Um, again, that's be, a to- topic I for another time. I
0: think it's what? the third best.
1: The uh, what? Well, me. I mean, it's.
0: it's- BTAS, the Batman, and then probably Brave and the Bold. I love yeah. the Batman.
1: OK, I just I you know, I never Pre- saw the whole Pre- season. Yeah, I just saw bits and pieces. I would need to rewatch the whole thing. I think it's on HBO Max. It's good. It is on HBO Max. Um, it's
0: very good. Yeah. Would recommend
1: to me. Brave and the Bold is right there with BTAS. And I think it sometimes is a little bit higher for me. It's just right there, mm-hmm. right up at the top. Um, I but I just like that darker batman colorful world bigger stakes more a little bit more removed from reality yeah uh i just enjoy that i like that contrast a lot i don't need batman to be the whole thing about oh batman's the best hero because he's he's human like us and what no he's not he's he's <laughs> he's, he's he... people draw him um like he doesn't need to be exactly like us yeah um why does, you know, why can he shoot a grappling hook, you know, 20 stories into a building, have a perfect latch and fly away? And it doesn't away, yank which, his arm right off. Yeah. It doesn't yank his arm off. Why, he doesn't f- eat shit, you know, when he <laughs> hits the side of the building, you know, it's because he's, because that's what they wanted him to do. Like, he, this yeah. is fun. Have fun with it. Go with it. Um, and I think this is emblematic of that. And I, I really do enjoy that. For sure. Do you have other thoughts on on this season?
0: I think just in general it is it's a season that like you said is a great introduction. I think there's a lot of especially for like younger viewers like having a character like Robin fulfills the promise of the premise for that character. It's mm-hmm. like okay, you can have these pal around moments kids don't watch growing pains just watch holiday nights have some fun with it and then like you can introduce them to the prequel series batman the animated series (laughs) but it's it's a show that does a great job in like you said like establishing the character establishing the world that he lives in and boils down a lot of the I guess extraneous stuff to give us kind of the distilled versions of these mm-hmm. characters, both in design and in characterization. Um, yeah. There's also, as we've touched on iconic episodes of not just this season, not just the show, but all of DC animation. So there's oh, yeah. a lot to love about this. And I think that if they were going to go out and just have, you know, let's just do one more season of this, this is the best way that they could have done that. And of course, yeah. as we, as we know, there are, you know, Batman Cape Crusader coming out. We don't know how, if at all, it will be oh, connected man. to this. If not, I, for, I forgot about that. I don't even know when that's supposed to come out. I don't even know if it's coming out now with oh, all God. the stuff going on with HBO Max they're and gonna... Discovery Plus, the two genders. There's, pro-
1: there's probably 21 episodes that have been done and they're going to throw them in the
0: garbage. They're going to throw them right in the garbage because they're not events. It's not. an. No, it's not, not an event. to.
1: Not to the the higher ups that at WBD. WBD. Um, gosh,
0: oof. Oh, WBD.
1: oh, God, help me! I'm dying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so as uh, as art is burning down around us, we're gonna go ahead and wrap <laughs> things up here, um, Matt. It is always a pleasure having you on, man. We always have a great time. Um, at- it's great to be here uh matt draper the only guest that comes on to Geek Explain with his own theme music so seven star seven matt star draper. is this the seventh one it might be i'd have to go back and look this might be your seventh podcast it could be i've definitely been on here more
1: than five times
0: definitely five times. Than-
1: five, time, five time five time five time five time plus a few
0: more probably all right, Explain. now do a spinner Rooney right in your in your room right now. Oh, but I got carpet. I don't think I don't. Know. <laughs> I can't slide well. <laughs> um, though all of the times you have been on the show, if this is the first time that any of our listeners are hearing you on the show, um, where can they find you? Where can they follow up on you and your wonderful content?
1: Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm I. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube, where I am. Uh, you know, doing videos every couple weeks uh like i said by the time this comes out i'll probably have done my my favorite batman the animated series episodes and after that i will have um i'll be working on my my halloween stuff uh so i'll be doing my typical month of halloween videos i'm at the moment we're recording this it's not all solidified yet but i'm probably going to do another unmade sequels video i'm not sure about what i know that i'm going to be talking about um Halloween's four, five, and six woof. for the Thorn trilogy. Yeah, woof indeed. Uh, I, we had a lot of fun talking <laughs> about that, but we did. Um, it's a it, fascinating topic, and then we'll get to watch Halloween ends, and hopefully, it really does end. Hopefully, it really um, does. But uh, yeah, you know, it's just Matt Draper on YouTube. Uh, I used to do comic book videos, then I betrayed Comic Tube. What once upon I'm, a time before he turned heel, I turned heel, and I've gotten all the belts. And it's going it's going great for me. But um yeah, so that you can follow me on Twitter, Matt Draper YT, The the YT stands for YouTube, I swear. And uh yeah, it just you know, you can follow me. I have fun. I only sometimes attack fellow creators when I'm really tired. But yeah, uh
0: again, Eric, thank you for having me on. Yeah, man. It's it's always always genuinely I love having you on the show. We have such good conversations um and yeah definitely follow matt uh on on the twitter he is very nice until he isn't and he only attacks comic <laughs> he 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 attack. i would say he attacks comic tube more than he attacks comic creators so you yeah, only yeah, have yeah. to worry about it if you are part of comic tube
1: five to so... one five to
0: one five to one and he hasn't touched the podcasting space yet so we're safe for now before <laughs> he travels over to you know across the pond to new japan and starts Oh
1: yeah, open Make up that a,
0: forbidden door. Opening up that forbidden door with uh New Japan Podcast Wrestling. That's that's my domain. I'm safe here across the pond until he makes his way over. <laughs> but uh until those uh those travel restrictions lift. But yeah, uh Matt's videos are always amazing. Uh if you haven't yet, go check out as we said by the time this comes out, his 30 for 30. Yell at him that, you know, critters <laughs> isn't on. His top thirty episodes of the show. Just, I'm, ju- I'm gonna put it out there that it's not. Just make sure that he knows how disappointed you are. I appreciate but, uh, that. Yeah. So um, this wraps up part three. Part four is incoming. But when it comes to the new Batman adventures, never forget: red skies are best skies. <laughs> top guys out. Ooh. Welcome back to this week's Comics Countdown. This is the segment of our show where I'll chat you up about all the comics you should be picking up this week, whether it's at your local comic book shop, a comicsology, or however you get your comics, these are the ones I think you should definitely take a look at. But before we get into this week's books, let's take a look back at last week's books with the Geeksplain Pick of the Week of last week. And for me, no question, do a Powerbomb number four. Not to say that there weren't other great comics, because there were, but do a Powerbomb has just been consistently the best monthly comic bar none it's pro wrestling it's tournaments it's a battle at the end of the universe uh it's everything you could want in a comic book made specifically for me uh by daniel warren johnson and mike spicer this book is incredible and it will never stop being incredible i'm sad this is only a limited series but that is the Nature of Daniel Warren Johnson's work, he does incredible stuff. Go check out his whole catalog, but do a Powerbomb. You should be reading. It's so freaking good. But that is last week's books. This week, we've got... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine books for you to check out. So let's go ahead and dive into this list. Kicking things off with The Flash, number 786. This is another Dark Crisis tie-in, continuing that story. The Wally West, uh, Linda Park, Irie and Jay story that's been essentially going along parallel with the uh, Dark Crisis event. Written by Jeremy Adams, art by Amanke Uh This book's been fantastic. Uh, Wally West is living the life that Peter Parker wishes he had. <laughs> um, it's been great. I've been loving The Flash. I've been loving The Flash tie-ins for Dark Crisis, and I am excited to continue reading this. So let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. Wally West is exhausted, and has been running non since even before he had to step up in the wake of the loss of the Justice League. But, as he's figured out what he needs to do to free Barry while also keeping Wallace from falling into Pariah's plans, he's also long overdue for a chat with Linda. And we saw in the annual that, spoiler alert, Linda is now pregnant with their third child. So uh, there's a lot going on in the life of Wally West. Uh, It's moving quickly, even for the fastest man alive. Next up, we have Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor, number four. This is written by Tarun Grunbeck with art by Michael Dowling. I believe this is the last one. This is issue 404, maybe. It might be six. I don't know, but um, this is continuing on the uh, limited series with Jane Foster possibly picking up the hammer again. We're not sure. We don't know really what the end game of this is, but I've been enjoying it so far. It's been a fun ride. Let's go ahead and dive into this synopsis. Asgard's defenses have been breached. Its warriors battered and still more legions are unleashed against them. The chaos and destruction seem to be fueling some great dark power, but to what end? Before she can find what lurks in the shadows and save the Golden Realm, Jane Foster must first save Thor. So yeah, it's been a great little story. I'm still not positive where they're going, but I guess we will just have to see. Next up, we have Deceased, War of the Undead Gods, number 2 of 8, written by Tom Taylor, art by Trevor Harrison and Andy Lanning, and... I'm going to be honest with you, I'm very excited about this, purely because of this cover, because it's my boy! Kyle Rayner has been a notable absence from the deceased book, so I'm excited to see him pop up here. Though, knowing my luck and knowing Tom Taylor, he's probably going to die. So, let's dive into this synopsis and find out just what's going on. The undead dark side begins his assault on the galaxy, attacking Korugar first. Could the fate of the planet depend on the Yellow Lantern core teaming up with a Green Lantern? Also, what horrors do Big Barda and Mr. Miracle find on New Genesis? Yeah, it was established last issue that New Genesis has already fallen, so uh, that. Sucks. It's real bad. Real bad. So I'm interested to see what happens here. They are gearing up for this big final battle. And they're going to need all the help they can get. Next up we have Strange number 6. This is written by Jed McKay with art by Lee Garbett. And I am kind of sad if I'm honest with you. Because I've been loving this book. I've been absolutely loving this book. But we have gotten the solicits. For December, and we now know that Stephen Strange is coming back. Which, granted, that's been the goal for this book this whole time. Clea wants to bring him back. But, it's Clea's book now, and Clea's really good. And I just like Clea in the role of Sorcerer Supreme. So I'm not sure exactly what they have planned here. I do really, really like Jed McKay's writing. Uh, So I'm... I'm interested. I'm cautiously optimistic that this book is going to subvert expectations. So let's dive into the synopsis. Wong takes center stage. Someone has stolen pieces of Wong's memory, but he's going to need them back to stop the blasphemy cartel. It's up to Wong and Bats to retrace their steps to find the truth, but could this memory be better off forgotten? You know how much I love my boy Wong and how much the world is loving Wong right now. So this makes all the sense in the world. Can't wait to pick this up. Next up, we have one of the, uh, I think, one of the most hotly anticipated books of the month. This is Batman One Bad Day Two-Face number one. After One Bad Day Riddler knocked everyone's socks off, the One Bad Day series came out swinging. So I'm excited to see exactly what they've got in store. This is written by Mariko Tamaki with art by Javier Fernandez, two creators who I absolutely adore. So I'm very excited to see what they've got in store for us. Let's dive into the synopsis. Two-Face has always been viewed as Batman's most tragic villain. If only Harvey Dent hadn't been scarred by acid, he could have continued his good work as DA in Gotham City and being Batman's greatest ally and friend. Right? Or has Batman extended Harvey Dent too much grace in his multiple attempts at reform? He'll question himself as Harvey Dent is free once more, scarred but seemingly free of Two-Face's influence. But... When it's revealed Harvey Dent's father has been threatened to be murdered on his 88th birthday, will Two-Face be able to resist joining the party? From the best-selling creative team of Mariko Tamaki and Javier Fernandez. Very excited to pick this up. Uh, like I said, I love both creators. I think it's hilarious. Of course, he would want to see his father murdered on his 88th birthday. 88, of course, is too quadrupled so i'm very excited this should be another banger of an issue in this one bad day series next up we have batman superman world's finest number seven written by mark wade art by dan mora i love this book to death i have been loving every single issue that has come out and i have faith that this is going to be no different so let's go ahead and dive into this synopsis brand new story arc The untold story of Superman's short-lived sidekick is at last revealed, but what secret connection to one of DC's most timeless tales does this story foreshadow? Only time will tell. That's a clue, folks. The next epic arc in the World's Finest Saga begins here. Introducing Boy Thunder. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about this because I, you know, I initially thought, oh, Boy Thunder, Shazam. Uh, we know Billy Batson was part of the story in the first arc, but this looks like it's going in a different direction, giving us Superman's sidekick, Superman's forgotten sidekick from what it seems like since it this book does take place in the past. Um, I can't wait to check this out. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I am looking forward to continuing this series. Next up, we have Judgment Day number four. Five. This is written by Karen Gillan, art by Valeria Shethi. Um There's really no synopsis to speak of. It just says it's too late. So let's just wax poetic on this, uh, on this book. It's been fantastic. I've loved all the tie-ins. I've loved the overarching main story. Judgment was passed in this past issue. And, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but... It's not looking good for our people, so I am curious how they're going to get past this. Um, this god, I, I believe this is Ereshem, uh, is nigh unstoppable from what we can tell. So, I don't know what is going to happen here, I don't know how this is going to shake out, but I can tell you, I can't wait to pick it up. Next up, we have Nightwing number 96. Written by Tom Taylor, up by Bruno Redondo. Of course, I've been loving this book. It's been fantastic. And we are getting to the, uh, oh good, we're getting towards the the big old climax here. And I am nervous, folks. I'm nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. Some bad stuff is brewing. Heartless is about to make their final move. And uh, I don't think Nightwing or Bloodhaven is ready for it. So let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. They say love is when two hearts find their happy place right next to each other, but to Heartless, that's just the wall of jars he has in his back office. As Dick and Babs's two hearts do find their happy place next to each other, one question they ask each other proves difficult to answer. I also do love how this book has been pushing forward the Dick Babs agenda. Um, I'm... On record as saying I am a uh, Nightwing Coriander guy, but I do love how it's been handled in this book, so I'm very excited to pick this up. But the big book of the week, the book I think you should absolutely be picking up, is Exterminators number one. This is written by Leo Williams with art by Carlos Gomez, and, I mean, this is a book I've been waiting for for a while now. So I am still doped to pick this up let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis enter the grindhouse of x when jubilee and boom boom agree to take dazzler out for a night of the town to console her after her nasty breakup they have no idea they're about to be kidnapped and put into an elaborate death trap for their efforts what are three girls with the power to blow things up to do leah williams and carlos gomez put the x and exploitation in this tale of blood sweat and revenge So, yeah, um, I mean, come on. Jubilee, Dazzler, Boom Boom, my girl! Uh, And also, not mentioned in the synopsis, but definitely on the cover... Wolverine, Laura Kinney. So I am very excited to pick this up. I've been hotly anticipating this. This is going to be a fun, bloody ride uh, with some of the best characters in the X lineup. So can't wait to pick this up. This is my most anticipated book of the week. And that does it for this week's Comics Countdown. So to recap, we've got The Flash, number 786, Jane Foster and the Mighty Four. Mighty, four. Mighty Thor number 4, DC's War of Undead Gods number 2, Strange number 6, Batman One Bad Day Two-Face number 1, Batman Superman World's Finest number 7, Judgment Day number 5, Nightwing, number 96, and Exterminators number 1. Marvel, DC, pulling out all the stops, bringing in some heavy hitters, so make sure you hit up your LCS this week. And that is going to bring us to the wrap up. If this is your first time joining us on the Geeksplain podcast and you like what I do here, feel free to subscribe to us on the podcasting platform of your choice and give us a rating and review. We drop new episodes every single Wednesday and honestly, ratings, reviews, and especially subscriptions really does help me and the podcast out in this weird podcasting algorithm space, raises up our stock and gets us out and into the orbit of listeners just like you. And if you give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it, I will read your review here live on the podcast. You can write whatever you want. I will be forced to read it. If you give me those five stars, sky's the limit to what you can write. And I also want to say a big thank you to those who reached out. Uh, regarding the issues going on with Apple Podcasts, I still don't know. They still won't tell me what was going on, but got it resolved. Latest episodes are live. So if you do listen to us through Apple Podcasts, you should be able to listen to all of our episodes and we should be in the clear. So uh, again, Thanks for those who reached out and thank you for your patience. But if you do give us the rating and review on Apple Podcasts, five stars, please. And you'll be able to join the likes of our Red 13, including the likes of SeafireND, ND, Josh Panels to Pixels, Matt Draper, Burrito Man88, Doug from for Every Kind of Geek, Don Swanson, That Guy Brian, Mouth Dork, Dallas Meeks, Amazing Spider Fan, A Lock and AZ, Sass, and Jedi Jesse20. want to say a huge thank you to these fine folks for their reviews and I cannot wait to hear yours. If you want, to be part of our Geek Explained mailbag, send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com. Put mailbag in the subject header and I will read it here on the show. If you want to follow up with the podcast, keep up to date with all the goings on, participate in polls that decide future episodes, or maybe you just want to shoot the shit with me on the latest geeky news, feel free to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at geekexplainedpods Pods, at Geeksplained P-O-D. There's a lot of stuff to talk about and I will be putting up a poll this week as you are listening to this so make sure you head on over there so you can vote and let your voice be heard finally every single friday we do the Explain book club where i alongside my amazing friends malcolm russell nelson and jacob brown are currently going through every single issue of every single volume of the brian michael bendis penned ultimate spider-man last week we just wrapped up a quick sp- Ultimate Spider-Man Interlude with the Ultimate Doomsday Trilogy. And this week, we are tackling Ultimate Spider-Man, or rather, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 3, aka Death of Spider-Man Prelude. So, we are heading barreling towards uh the death of spider-man so if you don't want to miss out on any of that make sure you are subscribed make sure you check out the geeksplain book club every single friday spidey fridays are a thing so be there or be square not a circle But that does it for this week's episode. Before we get into next week's episode, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has reached out and been very kind. Um, As if you don't know, uh, I am a voice actor in Los Angeles, and I recently, this past week, was able to announce that I am in a video game. I got to work on my first video game, and it was Fallout 76, in their latest expansion, The Pit. You can go check that out. It's available on all consoles, and I am very excited about that. If you are a Fallout 76 player and you are currently in the Pit expansion, I am the former fanatic raider turned uh, guy just trying to help people out, Danilo. So uh, go check me out. Go find me in Fallout 76. Uh, this is a huge deal for me. Fallout is a very personal. Uh, franchise for me it was my comfort game when I went through my back surgery years back and so I have been really really into Fallout and it's meant a lot to me and it means a lot to me to have my first video game role be with one of the franchises that I love so again thank you to everybody who reached out I'm still buzzing about it still very excited and if you are a Fallout 76 player and you find me Reach out, get a screen cap, let me know that you found me. Uh, I would love to be part of your gaming experience. But, next week, we are rolling into the finale of Saturday morning September. Our final week celebrating Batman the Animated Series. But I know what you're thinking. We already went through the entire series. Seasons 1 through 3... Batman the Animated Series, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, The New Batman Adventures. What is there left to cover? Well, dear listener, I am glad you asked. Because next week, we are diving into the films. The films connected to Batman the Animated Series. We're talking Mask of Phantasm. We're talking Sub-Zero. We're talking Mystery of the Batwoman. We might even be talking about Harley Quinn. So, you should definitely tune in next week. And I will be joined by a very special guest, Boyo 17 of the Troyoboyo17 YouTube channel. Troy and I uh, have been wanting to get together to talk comic books and comic book related things for a while. So I'm very excited to share that conversation with you next week. So again, make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on that. Same geek time, same geek channel next week. But for now, for the Geeksplain podcast, I have been Eric Kazana. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, and we will see you next time. <music>